Hello, and welcome to Free America. I am your host, Nick Yaya, and this is the Free America Podcast. Today is Sunday, January 17th, 2021, and this is episode number 26. And on today's podcast, we're going to be discussing the false flag attack on the Capitol by left-wing radicals posing as Trump supporters. And then we'll be joined by stand-up comedian and activist Jason Lefkowitz to discuss some of the actions he and others are taking to normalize the act of shopping without a mask. What a novel concept. But before we dive into that, I'd like to get a little business out of the way. Along with many of our viewers and listeners, I share in the excitement of our show continuing to grow. We are now reporting increasing numbers of downloads from all across the United States as well as from all over the globe, from Valencia, California to Valencia, Spain, and from Berlin, Germany to Brisbane, Australia. As our viewership and listenership continues to grow, so does our opportunity to attract advertisers. But we're not quite there yet. So for now, we rely upon you, our viewers and listeners, to support this podcast. So if you like what we're dropping into the mic, please consider supporting our show by visiting our website at freeamericapodcast.com. There you will find... Uh, several ways in which you can support our show. Here at the top, you can see a contribute button, which will take you right to the um, site where you can contribute directly through patreon.com, as well as if you go back to our homepage and scroll down a little bit, you'll see today's episode right there. You also see our availability on podcast apps and previous episodes, but just below that, you'll see a support button through PayPal. So if you're more comfortable using the PayPal platform, please contribute to us there. Um, Who knows, at some point they may stop us from the ability to be able to collect money as they do a lot of of right-leaning podcasts and conservative podcasts such as this. But there's also other ways that you can participate and support us, one of which is through affiliate marketing. So we've chosen these three areas of of interest. One is personal finance, the second being self-defense, the third being health and fitness. And we feel that these three elements are important in today's society as well as in today's climate for keeping you fit, for keeping you able to protect yourself and your family, and also for your fitness of your of your personal finances. So whether you're in debt or whether you want to find other ways to make money, this is the places to go. Just click on these little buttons down here that say learn more. That'll take you to our affiliate marketers sites where you can utilize their products or services. And when you do, we will be, uh, Free America will be given a commission. So we'd like to thank you for supporting us that way. Oh boy. I see we have left on our Free America podcast flag. You're not even seeing me. Oh, good Lord. Okay. So here we are back back on screen uh, for our radio listeners there i had a little technical glitch i left up our flag without showing my my ugly mug on screen but anyway back to what we were talking about so previously at at this point in the show i would also ask for you to follow us on social media but as of last saturday my personal account as well as the account for free america were disabled on both facebook and instagram And I have no doubt that Twitter will be soon to follow. So to that end, I am in the process of setting up alternative accounts for Free America at social media sites Gab and MeWe. And due to our YouTube channel being briefly suspended, I have set up parallel accounts at BitChute and Rumble, where you can find this episode and others 
just by searching Free America Podcast, all one word, on those platforms. And I would like to note a small victory we had this week in reversing a strike from YouTube and getting episode 22 restored to our channel on their platform. They originally pulled the episode for violating their community standards, specifically in that they didn't allow or they don't allow claims about COVID-19 vaccinations that contradict expert consensus from local health authorities or the World Health Organization. Now, in my appeal, I stated that the vaccine is untested and potentially deadly, and therefore it poses a serious risk to public safety. I also stated that it is my intent to educate and inform the public of these dangers and that any attempt by YouTube to prevent me from doing so would make them potentially complicit in murder and that they would be held to account for crimes against humanity. Well, I guess they agreed because they restored the video and removed the strike. I consider that one small victory for man, one giant victory for mankind. So to begin today's today's podcast, I'd like to examine what happened at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. According to the mainstream media, President Trump gave a speech that incited his supporters to storm the Capitol in an act of sedition. But is that what really happened? Over the next few minutes, I'd like to present an alternative set of facts that paints a very different picture, one of an insurrection not perpetrated by Trump supporters, but by radical BLM and Antifa leftists posing as Trump supporters. Case in point, I'd like to show you a short video compiled from those posted by a person named Jaden X, or he's as he's otherwise known as John Sullivan, who is a well-known BLM activist from Utah. Hold on, and I'll show you that video right now. Okay, here we go. We gotta, we gotta burn this. We gotta get this shit burned. God, we did this shit. We took this shit. What's up, bro? Fucking yeah, fuck yeah. Fucking did this shit. <laughs> well, they already broke the window, so, you know, I didn't know I hit it that hard. Yeah, no one got that on camera. <laughs> do not, do not deface the statues. I, res- I, I, can, I can respect this thing. Well, people might burn this down, I'm not going to lie. So it might be too late for that. Why don't we go in there? That's what I'm saying. Break that shit. Yeah, I mean, it would be fire if somebody had like a boombox or something. Revolutionary music and shit. Let me do. I got a knife. I got a. I got a knife. I got, I got a knife. Bro, I see people out there get hurt. I don't want to see you get hurt. I just. We will make a. We will make a path dead ass. Like, we don't want. That's what I'm saying. We'll make a path, bro. Please, just let us make a path. We just let us make a path. When the whole country hates, I want you to go home. We hate. Go, go, let's go. Get this shit.
Okay, that's where the video ends, as, it, as well it should, because what came next was rather disturbing, and I'd rather not share that on this show. I think many of you have probably already seen what happened next, and, um, well, we won't go into that. But as you heard in the video, Jaden X, a.k.a. Uh, John Sullivan, called to burn it down, burn this shit down. And he even said it, he said it a couple of times. He's also on record as saying that previously, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But um, as a matter of fact, why don't we roll that video right now? And in this in this next video that I'm going to show you, you'll see him calling for just that at a um, at a BLM rally in Washington D.C. this past summer in August. He actually threatens the president's life and calls to burn down the Capitol. So let's roll that. What's going on, everybody? My name's John Sullivan. I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. My group is Insurgents USA. We fucking about to burn this shit down. Fuck this shit. Who, anybody out here seeing that white militia guy shoot three, ki three kids? Yeah. Fuck that guy. And I will tell you this shit is in Utah, a whole bunch of white militia came out there, formed against our group. We out there strapped. We out there ready to burn that shit down. We out there to defend our fucking selves. We got to defend ourselves now, too. We do. Because power to the people. Power to the people. Power to the people. Damn right. We got to fucking, we got to fucking rip Trump out of that office right over there. Fucking pull him out that shit. Nah, nah, we ain't about fucking waiting until the next election. We about to go get that motherfucker. I ain't about that shit. Because you know what time it is? I want y'all to be after me. It's time for a revolution. It's time for a revolution. It's time for a revolution. Thank you, guys. I appreciate y'all. Be safe. Be blessed. Yeah, so there you have it. Calling Openly calling for insurgency, revolution, burning it down talking about the White House, Washington, D.C., and actually literally pulling the president from the White House without regard to the elections. And this is before the election took place. So as you can see, and I'm not sure who he was referring to in terms of the the white supremacists that shot three kids. I, I, had, I had never heard any news of that, even in, in liberal channels and left-leaning media i i hadn't heard any news of that so we're gonna have to look into that to see what he's talking about but regardless violence doesn't beget more violence that's just not how it works and you don't just burn down indiscriminate buildings because you're angry nor do you burn down the capitol because you don't like who's in office but interestingly enough this man was involved in the siege on the Capitol on January 6th, and his brother actually came forward and stated that he's got evidence that, well, several uh, Antifa members, actually 226 of them, actually sought to storm the Capitol. Look at this news article. James' brother of accused leftist provocateur John Sullivan claims 226 Antifa members started Capitol riots. James Sullivan says, I'm currently working with the FBI to expose and place total blame on John and the 226 members of Antifa that instigated the Capitol riot. I was able to get my agent out of trouble 
along with three other Utahns. So these, these two are actually adopted sons of Air Force Major General Kevin J. Sullivan. John and James have been on opposite sides of the ideological spectrum since the George Floyd video was released last spring. And both have built reputations of being provocateurs with John helping Antifa and Black Lives Matter while James works closely with the Proud Boys. So what we've got are two brothers on diametrically opposed ends of the political spectrum, if you will, extreme ends of the political spectrum. So it's no it's no wonder that he would come out and try to expose his brother for what he had done at the Capitol, along with that's a large number, 226 Antifa members. So you have to wonder how many were in that video that we watched. So for our podcast viewers, I should have mentioned that first video we showed was just some video taken inside the Capitol. Um, and it showed people streaming through the Capitol. Of course, some were trying to um, commit damage upon the building and windows and doors and things like that. And they were smashing out windows, trying to get into the, the Senate chamber, which is where the the gun was was seen or heard. So anyway, back to uh, what we were talking about here. There were also reports beforehand of counter-protesters wearing MAGA gear and turning their hats backwards to identify themselves. So in this particular text, and this is, I got a copy of this on my phone as well, that, um, let me make sure I got the right one here. Yeah, there it is. So I got this, I got a copy of this on my phone as well says here, but just in case, I spoke to my Antifa operative in Portland, and she said that the ones going to D.C. are going to wear camouflage, cutoffs, and Trump paraphernalia to blend in, but turning their MAGA hats backward for identification, so feel free to pass along. And as you'll see in these next couple of videos that I'm going to show you, there were some Antifa that still chose to wear their black block, which is rather bold considering their actions. And while others still had their had Trump stickers on the back of their helmets. So let me show you this. This one's about a minute long. And in it, you'll see them starting to this is like a series of, of videos here. You So you will see them starting to um, break the windows at the at the Capitol. So here we go. Oh, hold on. I didn't share the audio on that. Stand by. We're going to redo that once again. Again, this is um, it's just me here, folks. So I have to man the board and, and do, <laughs> do everything here. So sometimes I forget to do everything. But um, that is not the right video either. Boy, this is this is I need a producer. I need someone who can get in here and click on the buttons and get you the correct videos. So here we go. I believe this is the right one. Okay, there we go. Here we go. So we're looking at people in black block trying to smash windows. And the crowd is yelling at them to stop and people are stepping in to stop them.
I see more people stepping up to stop uh, stop them to step in. He's yelling at the guys in black block. People are chanting Antifa. Right, so that's uh, video one. I'm going to take you to video two right now. And it's kind of a continuation of what we just saw there where Antifa are uh, attempting to break the windows at the at the Capitol. And again, wrong video there, folks. So let's let's back up and try that again. Um, okay. Here we go. Here's a continuation. So here again, we see a guy with a Trump sticker on the back of his helmet. This is what I was talking about, how they are identifying themselves. He's got, looks like a truncheon he's bashing a window with. And then a Trump supporter steps in and stops him. You can see there's a, there's a struggle beginning there. And then I will take you now to video three, which will be a continuation of that struggle that, that took place. So here it is, our final third video in this series. So there's a woman trying to stop them. She's standing up between the Antifa and the window. Another woman is seen arguing with Antifa here. And it's obvious these guys are Antifa. I mean, they're they're in black block. They've got masks on. They've got helmets. Trump supporters don't wear helmets because they don't fight police and get bashed with billy clubs. And the Antifa right there was being escorted away from the window. So as you can see, that series of videos, that's what was going on at the Capitol that day. Uh, there are also a, a series of, of tweets that, uh, from within the Antifa ranks that confirms this as well. And I'll, I'll show you the, those right now, and I'll, and I'll describe them to our listeners. But this is a um, screenshot actually from insurrection blm activists so um from the top of this article screenshots from insurrection usa blm activist john sullivan's discord claimed police let him in and we will show you other eyewitness accounts of that just that that very thing happening not just videos because i'm sure you've probably seen the videos of police opening up the barricades and letting people in but it says here, John Sullivan's Discord server discussed bringing weapons to the rally, hiding their identities with MAGA gear, and later remarked that the police let them trespass. So in a series of leaked screenshots, which will include this article so that you can go and look at these tweets yourself, but a series of leaked screenshots purportedly from BLM activists and Insurrection USA founder John Sullivan's Discord server have been leaked. In the screenshots, the radically far-left activists admit they wore Trump hats 
and other MAGA gear as subterfuge and admit that the police willingly let them enter the, de the deified halls of the U.S. Capitol. So I'll just read you a couple of quick quotes here. One user, Dog Backwards, admits to wearing Trump gear. Quote, I had to wear a Trump hat and shirt, end of quote. Another post shows Sullivan wearing a clearly fake Make America hat again, Make America Great hat, Make America Great Again hat <laughs> that he likely bought from a street vendor and not President Trump's official campaign website. Um, and his famous, it's called his famous counter intel photo, which is what he actually described it as. And another user, another user who calls himself Death Threat admitted that he was in the front line of battle and knows who was there personally. And he adds, it was a large sum of anti-Trumpers, right? A large sum. And I guess it would be 226, according to John Sullivan's brother. And then another user urged those planning to counter-protest to bring weapons to Washington, D.C. Quote, whoever is going to the counter-protest D.C. on the 6th, bring a weapon with you. So, and that's by a Discord user by the name of a username123. So, you can, again, look at those tweets yourself through this article that we will be posting in the description section of this video, as well as in the show notes section of the podcast and i'd like to show you one final video um that uh from from trump supporters including uh this one gentleman who identified the false flag attack and that it was aided by capitol police so let's roll that one i gotta say that i do not support and i did not support entering that building okay. no way in hell would i have entered that building right that's illegally entering a federal building. Yeah, yeah, That's not what I'm about. I'm not about lawlessness, and I didn't support that. As soon as I saw that happening, I retreated to the back because I thought anything was going to happen. Yeah, I was ready to take flight, yeah. right? I feel when you operate on a spiritual level, you won't put yourself in direct danger. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't going to do that. But the uh, complicity by the, the officers and Antifa definitely allowed for them to enter the building. The doors were not kicked in or broken in, they were open. Oh, the wow. barricades were removed and the officers were ushering people through. Was Antifa wow. undercover? Uh, Antifa definitely yeah. was undercover. Now you did have some uh, Trump supporters who just in the heat of the moment, they followed the crowd of the Antifa people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just went in as well too. You did yeah. have Trump supporters inside the building as well, but they did not start it and they did not vandalize the building. The vandalism came from and I noticed the ones that were doing the vandalizing had Trump stickers on the back of their hats because they, there was a text that said they were going to be wearing their Trump hats backwards to identify themselves amongst each other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so those were the guys that I saw bashing the windows with like the bats yeah. and stuff like and that. And not only that, it was all set up for optics, right? For all aesthetic optics. You had a barricade like that metal one right there uh -huh. and somebody tied a Trump banner on it. and. They were literally recording it, and they were doing it in a way in slow motion to where you can see clearly see the Trump banner. Okay, let's go, you guys. Boom. Boom. They wanted this on camera to make it seem like Trump supporters were trying to break into the Capitol. So it was a false flag. It was a false. I mean, it was it was a real flag, but it was put there by Antifa members to put on camera right. to show us breaking into the Capitol. Right, right. So... There you have it right there. That was, and I apologize for the horns in the background. That was at a recent freedom rally in Beverly Hills, California, where I ran into some people who were actually there on that day. And I chose to get a kind of a man on the street report from those folks. So 
hopefully that gives you a better perspective on what actually occurred these days, uh, that day, rather. So from on these, 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 as I say, on the ground reports, we get a very different perspective than what the MSN, the mainstream media, presents on a daily basis. There's also another group of people who are portrayed in negative light by the media. These are people who are unable or are unwilling to wear a mask while shopping. Now, full disclosure, I am one such person who is unable to wear a mask due to medical reasons. Today's guest has joined me and others as we've attempted to assert our civil right to engage in commerce unmolested by those who would seek to usurp those rights in the name of illegal government mandates set forth by medical tyranny. To hear more about our adventures and of many other COVID-related issues, please join me in welcoming Jason Lefkowitz. Hello, Jason. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey everybody. Calm down. Calm down. Hi. Hi. How you doing, man? <laughs> Great. How are you? Awesome. Excited. Happy to be here. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the show. I mean, we've we've had a lot of conversations over the last several weeks. Yeah. Uh, while we've attended these these outings, and we've we've witnessed a lot of, frankly, disturbing reactions from both the public and from employees of some of the stores that we've visited. So, you know. Um, <laughs> so I was hoping I was hoping really to to start off today's conversation by talking about a, a little bit about that and about kind of what what motive maybe what motivates you to have become so active in this regard because I know that you're you're not an activist by by nature that's just not that's not your day job you know you you do you you do other things to earn a living as as well as doing stand up comedy which I believe is your passion so. So tell me, you know, kind of what brought you into this whole thing and and let's take the conversation from there. Okay, cool. So I am one of the quote unquote unessential people by every stretch of the imagination. You know, comedy clubs are closed, all my writing projects. I finally had a movie script going that's now been like, you know, everything's on hold right now. Um, and I work in a restaurant three nights a week at a place in Beverly Hills, really nice place. And all my abilities to make money were taken from me. And once I started, once they sat me home, <laughs> I had a choice to make. And that was to learn everything I could possibly learn, watch everything I could possibly watch. And I started putting everything together and putting all these resources together. And I was actually a bio major in college and uh, got into dental school, did really well in school. So I studied um immunology i studied cancer i studied all genetics i've studied all kinds of stuff so this whole covid thing is is so full of lies and deceit and the whole mask thing is a it's a stepping stone for something way bigger um i don't know if we're gonna get to that right now but my background is just i'm i'm sick of the lies i'm sick of the deceit and and what they're trying to do through this deceit is to make me into a slave and to make me into a human GMO essentially is their end game and to bow down. And I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm not, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to sit around and wait for that to happen. All right. It sounds like you and I really essentially came from the same place. Uh, you know, I was working in food service as well to support my acting habit. And when both of those things were taken away from me, um, I, I really had not a lot to do other than to like yourself delve into research and and 
and really, I don't know, immerse myself in all of the, re, you know, the research that's done out there, but also all of the information available coming from both the mainstream media, as well as for, through alternative media sources that aren't necessarily available to the, the public at large. And boy, I'll tell you what, I mean, I've become practically an expert in the field of immunology and biology and, and, um, public policy, as well as statistics and things from the CDC and, and the World Health Organization. And boy, it's just been an amazing ride. And like you, I, I kind of saw through the, the, um, you know, the BS really, um, that's, that, that just is, is being thrown at us on a daily basis. And I saw that the mask, like you said, is a stepping stone to something even worse down the road, which we'll get to here in just a moment. But I believe it, and I believe you share this, is that it's a it's a social engineering device used to get people to comply and get people, this whole thing is to get people to fear each other. It's like 9-11 on steroids. So after yeah. 9-11, everybody was afraid and you had to, you know, if you see something, say something. But now they've upped it to, if you see somebody, stay away from somebody. Because they could kill you, which is absolute nonsense, as as you and I have both discovered through our through our research and through our studies and through studies that I've posted here on this channel that have been peer reviewed and, and have been done around the globe from from well esteemed scientists that asymptomatic carriers simply cannot. And it's very rare that they do transmit the virus. So so for people to assume that automatically everybody is sick, even if they don't have symptoms, is is first of all, or that that's dangerous to them. It's just simply a fallacy. One hundred percent, completely. They're trying to make the healthy people the enemy. So when you see people without a mask, it's like, oh God, they're they're coming to get me, and they're sick. And you know, the the military has a great saying: coughs and sneezes spread diseases. This is a respiratory infection. I mean, you're not going to get it from me if I'm just walking by you and breathing. If social distancing works, why do I need a mask? If masks work, why do I need to be locked down? It, it all, it just, it, it doesn't make sense. And I love all the people out there that are like, well, you're not a doctor and you're not this and you're not that. Time out, calm down. First of all, doctors used to promote cigarettes. <laughs> there were ads with doctors on them saying like, camels have the smoothest thing and are best for your throat. So, so, so let's let's stop pretending that like Western medicine gives a hoot about your health. Can I curse on this show? I mean, I don't. Yeah. Want, no. No. Sake. All right, but but we're not at one of our protests where we have where we try to be calm and civil and not to be all emotional. But fuck this shit's crazy. So, <laughs> like, I mean, okay, when you go back to like when it all started and when they started making all, 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 all the, the healthy people and everything and all, all the holistic doctors, once the Rockefellers found out that there was money and, and that oil money and oil products could be used to make pharmaceuticals, anybody that was a holistic doctor and, and, and treated people naturally became quacks. And that's the, this is, they're such brilliant fucking evil geniuses. And what they do is they use terms like conspiracy theorists or quack or whatever to demonize a whole group of people. And they use the media to spread these words so that when you when you first Google someone and it comes up, oh, they're a quack, oh, they're, 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 that you're not to be trusted. Meanwhile, I grew up where they where they showed me a food pyramid every day. 
Yeah, it happens to be a pyramid, ironically. And I'm supposed to eat like five servings of grain a day and four things of milk. And like, it's utter crap. If you ate all that stuff, you'd be in serious health risk. You'd, you'd be, you definitely would have the COVID right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, it, it, like you said, it, it turned, it, it made us have to go and become doctors. It made us have to go and learn what's really going on. Because most people I know that go to see doctors, I think I'm, I'm very lucky. I've, I've been a very healthy person for much of my life. Um, I don't know many people who their doctor goes, oh, so what are you eating? What's your exercise like? It's more like, I have this. Okay, cool. Let me give you this. Everybody's so quick to prescribe things. And this isn't all doctors. I'm not bad-mouthing all doctors. There's some good ones out there. But, but doctors get bonuses. If you get kids fully vaccinated, you get a bonus. If everybody in your practice is fully vaccinated, you get tens of thousands up to hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's incentive to put drugs into people. And it's, it's not okay. That's not how the health system should be should run and it's really disgusting we've become such a big pharma bitches we're, we're all just i mean why is there why is big pharma the number one lobbyist in washington dc by a wide margin it's not even close compared to like you'd think alcohol or firearms no pharmaceuticals beats them by like over a hundred million dollars yeah if your products yeah. were good, if your products were good and were designed to help people, if you had good intentions behind them, you wouldn't need to be bribing people to make laws and protect your butt. That's not how that works. Right. Well, and the thing is, is that those who are supposed to be in the position to protect us, which is the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, oh. is is populated by former pharmaceutical executives. And so they do yeah. nothing but protect the interests of their former employers in this revolving door scenario where they go into and out of public service and back into the private sector. But they're also connected, if you think about it, you know, food and drug administration. So on the other hand, you've got them uh, giving us food that is actually poison. They've weaponized food to make people sick. And then they come in with the, the solution of drugs to treat these illnesses, not cure, not solve the problem to treat them. So they got this uh, this never-ending loop of running people through this mill, get making them sick, and then giving them the treatments until they die. And and they and it's become such a massive uh, money maker for these people that they've got now such power in Washington D.C. as to affect policy and to write the laws and to essentially make themselves, like you said, uh, not not liable for damages that they cause. I mean they're. They have literally, the drug companies have literally killed hundreds of thousands of people on record. They admit it. They've murdered people, yet they continue to be allowed to get away with murder. No one goes to prison. They pay a little fine, and they keep on doing what they do. And it's They started the opioid epidemic. They did they did that. Big Pharma did that. And the FDA, I mean, we have food made in America that's banned in other countries. There's a list, people out there that are listening, you can research it. Type in whatever search engine you use. I, I would say use DuckDuckGo, screw Google. Google is a vaccine company. Let's not forget that. Google has one of their top dudes is from GlaxoSmithKline. They got hundreds of millions of dollars invested in a vaccine. So don't forget that. Um, 
yeah, mm. the FDA is so corrupt and it goes, it's just like you said, they don't want, there's so much money in getting someone to become a diabetic and then putting them on insulin. Like the food, food and drugs working hand in hand is like crystal meth and dentistry working together. I mean, <laughs> one is just feeding the other. It's ridiculous. And when you look like if, if the FDA really cared about you and cared about your health, <laughs> they took high fructose corn syrup, which I'm pretty sure everyone is in agreement. It's not good for you. It causes body, it causes inflammation, it causes all kinds of stuff. The main thing, of course, being diabetes. So instead of labeling on packages uh, high fructose corn syrup, they're allowed to use, they're allowed to change that to natural sweetener. Are you kidding me? That's like calling Coke, cocaine, that is, natural caffeine. You know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like you can't. You can't call high fructose corn syrup natural sweetener on a package. They're completely deceiving you and lying to your face so that you buy the product so you don't even know that you're poisoning yourself. It's yeah. so gross. And I watched yeah. a brilliant thing from um, from Dr. Shiva, and he was showing how, you know, regular pharmaceutical drugs take a long time and trials and stuff to get passed. And a lot of the new stuff that they've been trying to pass is so terrible that they don't end up passing the trials and they're losing a lot of money. But where are they making all their money? Vaccines. Because they're not, there's no like no regulations on it. And you're not liable for anything. Oh, it hurt you. Oh, well, go get taxpayers to pay you for your injuries. It's so disgusting. It's, yeah. yeah. The FDA, and, is, I don't trust them for shit. No, not, not one bit. And Years ago, and I've told people on this show before, I did a, a fair amount of research into the FDA, into big pharma, into big ag, and into the United Nations and something called Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030, and something also called Codex Alimentarius, which uh, I suggest people go and look up. And when you read these documents, it becomes apparent that there is an agenda. The agenda is global population control and reduction. So they're actually seeking to kill people. This is genocide, but with a specific emphasis on people of color, which is what I, which is what I discovered. And this, this, what I found was actually later confirmed by several different sources. And I won't go into that now, but you look at what's put into our food, especially here in the United States is a lot of sugar and a lot of salt. Now, Hispanic, the Hispanic population is predisposed to diabetes. And so they are in disproportionately affected by um, the food that 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 is being given to them, the food that they eat. The African-American population is predisposed to high blood pressure, which is brought about by high sodium diets. And so, as you can see, the foods right there have been weaponized to target specific populations, people of color. And now what we're finding is is disproportionately the number of people affected by the COVID-19 virus happen to be Hispanic and black. And that is because of their genetic predisposition to these other maladies that weakens their immune system and makes them more susceptible to attack and, their, and therefore uh, sickness. I've even been speaking to some nurses here in the Los Angeles area who confirmed that, that in their ICU, the patients that they have, uh, you know, are, are Hispanic, like, like 90, 95% of them in the ICU have Hispanic last names. So, and these are from areas of, of Los Angeles that aren't predominantly Hispanic or Latino communities. 
you know, these are these are predominantly um, Caucasian, maybe Asian, but it seems as if all of the all the Hispanic people living in that community end up in that local hospital. So that's kind of disturbing. So it's even a higher number than than what you would think. But um, back on track, you know, it's it's the FDA that is that is uh, responsible for our health, but it's also the the federal government who has stepped up and said, look. Back in 1986, we're going to absolve companies from vaccine damages. And actually, this was something that was proposed by Dr. Anthony Fauci. And I'm sure you know this. And so for Dr. Fauci now to be at the forefront of the push for this vaccine now, it seems like a a major, major conflict of interest, whereas he was the one who pushed for that, you know, that that um, that what's the word I'm looking for? Uh uh, the liability to be removed uh, from from vaccines way back then, and so Dude, now he, he's pushing. he signed like right away. He signed off on uh, Bill Gates's vaccines for COVID not being liable in like February. Like we found out about stuff in January, like about COVID and stuff. By February, he had already signed the paperwork saying, "Oh, whatever Bill Gates comes up with, eh, we're not gonna, not gonna, we're not gonna do it." But but yeah. let me get back some other comments you made because they're very important um yeah dude these people are massive eugenicists like, i don't know if you've seen those storms in georgia and stuff but they want five hundred thousand people on the planet that means yeah. 6.5 billion people need to oh, die no, it's, it's five it's 500 500 million but 500 yeah six, million, 500 million 500 million yes but 6.5 billion million people need to die now bill gates this ugh, whatever that is um the guy is a known eugenicist. His parents started Planned Parenthood. They love killing people. Then they love using their body parts for things. Melinda Gates, whatever that is, because that's I don't I don't think it's a, a warped mutant clone of some kind. I, I don't know. Her face is just doesn't speak natural to me. She wears an upside down cross. And they came out and just like you were saying with the minorities, she came out and said, "Well, we should give it to black and Hispanic people first because you know rich people have always had the." the proper medicine first and we've always had this luxury so we should give it to the you fucking maggot i mean the all the stuff that he's done over in africa and india yeah. and this is the stuff people need to know about like 70 percent right. of the world's polio traces back to the strain and bill gates's vaccine he's he's sterilized tens of thousands of African women with his malaria vaccine. The dude is trying to depopulate the world. Even in his TED talk in 2017, he's on stage and says, yeah, well, a new, uh, a new vaccine should diminish the population by 10 to 15%. Yo, that's not how science works. If you're telling me you're making a vaccine to prevent people from getting sick so that they can live longer, how is the population going to diminish from 10 to 15%? The guy doesn't even hide that he's trying to like take people out. And people are just like, Oh, okay, I'll listen to whatever Bill Gates says. I mean, this dude, look at his freaking history. He comes from Microsoft. There was a court case that you could look up, United States versus Microsoft. This POS tried to dominate and own the internet. He wanted to own all the information. Sound familiar? And all he did was, well, the United States sued him, and they're like, no, like other companies are going to be able to have the internet on their computers. So what does he do with his computers, his Microsoft computers? all of a sudden have these viruses that then you have to buy other Microsoft software to then defeat. Sound familiar? This guy, 
This dude owns $500 million shares in Monsanto. He also now owns the most farmland in the country. Monsanto, for you boys and girls out there that don't know what that is, it's a terrible drug company that's originally from um, Germany, you know, where they started playing with chemicals and testing them on people in concentration camps. You know, real noble stuff. IG um, Farb and Bayer. Yep. IG Farb and Bayer, they were the creators of Zyklon B, and then they uh, their scientists came over here under Operation Paperclip, and Bayer is now part of Monsanto, aka Monsatan. Yeah. So yeah. And what Continue. does Monsanto do? They cut down rainforests to plant GMO products that are totally garbage for you and not nutritious, and then they have to use this Roundup chemical because the chemicals that they spray on their GMOs to stop the insects don't work, and they've created like super insects now. So now they have to use this Roundup stuff to kill those. All of that stuff is just killing the earth. And now Biden put that guy, what's his name? Tim Volsack. Tim Volsack, who is quote unquote Mr. Monsanto, as the head of the Department of Agriculture in his cabinet. Hello. This is this is not good for the population and our food. Who knows what kind of stuff they're gonna be putting in that food? I mean, it's it's so bad, and people are just turning a blind eye. Bill Gates is an awful awful human being and he wants to hurt people and he does not care you think he's eating monsanto products you think he's taking these vaccines no come on no not at all i don't think any of those people are taking the vaccine you know i think that the, the it's all the they've got shots with saline in them or something that uh Dude, that they're taking on the ones on tv on the ones on tv they didn't even take off the cap on half of them and some right. of them that you some of them you can see the tip of the needle being pushed into the syringe and when he takes it away there's no more needle like how yeah. and and nick this is what fucking pisses me off how much more evidence and proof do people need to see in front of your faces to realize that shit's not adding up the minute they changed the minute we flattened the curve of deaths and then all of a sudden on the tv it became cases Mm-hmm. And then instead of one site, you have 10 sites. Like, how are people not like trying to put this together? Like, this is this is a freaking scam, which all ties back to the mask thing. So can I get into the mask thing real quick? Yeah, let's do it. So look, so for, for those of you that don't know out there, the, the N95 mask is like your biggest surgical mask. That's supposed to be the best ones that you and I as civilians can acquire and go around and be healthy, right? So the right. smallest hole on that N95 mask. Oh, did I just do white power? Is that white power? Uh-oh. Sorry. Uh-oh. I didn't mean to do white power, everybody. Ooh. I was just trying to make a hole for my eyes. <laughs> anyway. Whatever. Remember this? Is this something now? Is that like, is this the yeah. sign for the guy that stormed the Capitol dressed as Jamiroquai? Will he show up to my door? Anyway, sorry. I digress. <laughs> um, the smallest hole in the N95 mask is 0.3 microns. That's really small. COVID is 0.125 microns. That's... Yeah. One one thousandth the diameter of a strain of your hair. It's super small and less than half of the whole. So it can easily pass through the most protective mask. Most people out there are walking around with a piece of cloth on them. Like it's ridiculous. When we were at when we were at Erewhon and one of the managers was yelling at us, this dude keeps fixing his mask every two minutes like this. It was a black mask, but you could see the wear and tear he had. He had like white right. right here because he's constantly doing that. So he's putting all his, everything he's touching, he's literally putting where he's breathing. Which is why I think people are getting sick. They're not getting sick from yeah. COVID-19. They're getting these bacterial infections, which are which were, were actually cited by Dr. Fauci as the leading cause of death in the 1918 flu pandemic. 
Yeah, which is which makes sense, right? Yeah, it's, right. Yeah. Isn't it weird, like how COVID has all these different symptoms? Like you could lose your sense of smell. You, it could be a dry thing. It could be like if you get the cold, you got a cold. You know exactly what the symptoms are. If you get the flu, you know exactly what the flu is. This thing could be like, ah, well, it could be this. It could be that. You could you could feel a little of this. You could feel a little of that. It's so sketchy. It's beyond sketchy. So the mask. Okay. So people are walking around. It, it's it's a it's a false sense of security. One of my favorite yeah. movies is Fight Club. And there's that scene where they have, you know, they're on the airplane. He puts on the seatbelt. He's like, yeah, a seatbelt at 30,000 feet. Like, you know, like. like yeah, hitting really the water, doing 500 miles an hour. That's really going to help you. Yeah. yeah. Really gonna so the mask, the mask, unfortunately, has just become, you know, it's, it's one of these genius things to get people to divide and to get people to hate each other. There's no reason healthy people need to be wearing a mask. Just because my legs work fine doesn't mean I should walk up the ramp to get in that disabled people need to use. I can still walk up steps and people get in the test. Like, I don't need to know if I have a broken arm or not. I know I, know I don't have a broken arm. So if I'm right. not showing any symptoms of a disease, like you said earlier, asymptomatic people aren't spreading this because most asymptomatic people are just healthy. They're just healthy people and healthy people. I was at the beach today and like 80% of people are still walking around with a mask at the beach. What you- it's so gross. Like, and they're all healthy. This is California. Like this is like the, one of the healthiest states in the country. And they have everybody so brainwashed out here that you can't even eat outside. It, it, it pains me. And what's worse is if, if people like us and our groups don't start taking off the mask and showing people that we're not afraid, we're never going to get that freedom back. Like you said, they don't, they don't take away your freedom just to grant it back to you. Right. And now you're finding out through the vaccine, like the vaccine doesn't do any. First of all, it's not a vaccine. No. It's, it's medical technology, right? A, a vaccine is, quote unquote, a dead or weakened form of a virus. This is not that. This is a piece of mRNA that's wrapped in a little bubble of lipid, which is fat, and they put it in your muscle tissue, and then using CRISPR technology, so you have your double-stranded DNA helix, right? And this thing comes in and replaces a piece of it with what it wants, so now you're genetically modified. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about how Monsanto and their seeds work and genetic modifications and cross-contaminations with them taking over other people's farms because now they're growing their product, right. um, Big Pharma now can tell you they own your body because you're not Nick Yaya anymore. You're Nick Yaya with, with Big Pharma stuff in it, and you, they can claim your body. So imagine getting a few doses of this stuff. Yeah, sorry, I went on a lot of tangents there. but um, Well, good tangents. I mean, you, you bring up a lot of good points, especially with the vaccine. We had one of our, one of our viewers, you know, he asked the question, is the vaccine safe? And I think you just answered that question. No. That it's it's a dangerous technology. It's been untested. What a lot of people don't realize is that they've been trying to get these mRNA vaccines to work for a long time. They've been trying to cure the common cold, which is what a, a coronavirus is, is a cold yeah. virus. That's what SARS-CoV-2 is, a cold virus. They've been trying to come up with a vaccine to treat the common cold for a long time and in every instance what has happened especially recently when they get to the animal trials they'll give the animal subject the vaccine and the animal will seem fine there's no problem but when it is challenged by another virus which is called the challenge study which is what they do they cannot do this to humans because it's been deemed illegal by the nuremberg code that was put 
set forth after the Nazis were doing this to human subjects back in uh, back in World War II. Um, they they present the animal with another virus. They challenge it, and every time the animals would have an autoimmune response, and most of them would die. Yeah. And in the case of this mRNA vaccine, the the one that's being given to humans right now, they chose to skip the animal trials. And because of the law, they were not allowed to challenge the human subjects with a virus. So the concern here is, is that we are being experimented on. And that when presented and challenged with a new virus, many people may have autoimmune responses and perhaps die. Yeah, and people are, people are dying. People are dying already from the first jab. We have no idea. So this thing is going to make a protein. For people that don't know what's going to happen, like what this thing does, it tells you to make this protein that's supposed to be the same kind of protein that's on COVID-19. Spike so protein. going to recognize it and bind to it so it can't like infect you. But we don't know if it's going to, if your body's just going to keep making this protein and flood your body with it. There's so many repercussions that we have no idea about. We're first coming to understand how the adjuvants in vaccines we've been using for decades now, like mercury and aluminum, are causing people to have Alzheimer's and MS and other autoimmune diseases later in life. And that's what stuff we've been using for a while. This is something totally brand new. It's completely friggin' reckless by every stretch of the imagination. This is absurd. We're being experimented on in live time. And they just keep contradicting themselves. Like the Department of Defense came out with a study that said, if you got the flu vaccine, there's a 36% more likelihood you're gonna contract COVID. And then the state of Massachusetts says for all their college students returning back to campus, mandatory flu vaccines. So how are you trying to prevent the spread of COVID, which is supposed to be the craziest, most spreading disease ever, if you're giving people an almost 40% chance of more likelihood to catching it? And they just try to pass in California here, every kid going back to to um, college to be on a campus COVID vaccine. I thought we were supposed to do the old people first. Weren't the mm. old people supposed to get this first? How come in New York they're having problems, even old people are even having problems getting the damn thing? Mm -hmm. it, they keep changing their narrative every time because they want to get the kids. They don't care about the old people. The old people can't have babies. They want to make young people infertile because they don't want more kids. They don't right. want more kids. And we have no idea what's in this thing. There's nanotechnology in it. I've seen way too much stuff. And it's really it's a, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. When you brought up infertility, and I brought this up on episode 22, where I did a full show on everything we're talking about here, and there was a there's a lawsuit put forward by two people. One is named Wolfgang Wodarg, and the other is yeah. uh, Doctor a Doctor Michael Yeadon, who is the former chief science officer for um, for uh, which company is it? Boy, why why is it escaping right now? Pfizer, so one of the manufacturers, oh, one of the manufacturers of a vaccine, and and in his in this statement, the opening statement they make in the lawsuit, there's one section in particular that says that this this spike protein that the that the vaccine creates now using this mRNA technology prevents a 
a zygote from attaching to the placenta wall in a woman, thereby making her infertile. And so this falls in line with the UN's directive through Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030 to reduce the population and prevent population growth. And this could be the end of humanity. It literally could. If enough people take this vaccine and enough women do, we could see birth rates drop off dramatically. And it could it could literally spell the end for the human race. It's and that's scary. And that's why we need to fight like we do to to get this yep. information out to people, to go out to these places and hopefully educate people. And I think we've had some success. And and I'm really looking forward to what kind of response we get from that flyer that we put together recently. Um, yeah, I think might... one... yeah. We keep talking. Actually, I want to pull that up and show it to people. Let me see if I can let me see if I can get that. Yeah, but while you but look go ahead. That, so I um I, I wrote a new joke about all this, and since he called me, you brought me on as a comedian. I haven't been able to tell this joke because I haven't been in front of state you know audiences or anything. So can I try it? It's kind of yeah, ridiculous. go yeah, go for it. It's a three-parter. It's a three-parter. Um, why did the chicken cross the road? Because Bill Gates said so. Why did the chicken have to cross the road? Ironically, it was to buy eggs because as a little chick, she received a Bill Gates vaccine for chicken pox and became infertile. How did the chicken die crossing the road? Well, as she was crossing the road, the new 5G tower turned on. And because of all the uh, Morgellon she was breathing in from the chemtrails it activated in her 5G and she had a little brain aneurysm and a truck ran over her but on her death certificate COVID-19 <laughs> good one good yeah. one all right excellent so well I couldn't I couldn't well, I'm still trying to, to find the one that we that we created um, I'm having a little trouble finding it but it's just um, so interesting, like, three... Okay, Fauci and Gates have known each... Oh, Fauci is oh. one of the biggest corrupt pieces of crap in our government. He's been with five different regimes of presidences... Presidences? Presidents? Yeah, that's the word. Um, if you look up Dr. Judy Mikovits and all the stuff she talks about him and with the HIV drugs and AIDS drugs, um, he's responsible for killing tens of thousands of gay people just by holding up this drug for people and then not administering properly. That guy's, that guy's really terrible. Oh yeah. There's our flyer. Yeah. So I mean, let me pull down my, uh, pull down the overlay there so people can see it. So for our listeners uh, on the front of this flyer, it says, which normal do you want to live in? And it shows a picture of people wearing masks. It's in black and white. And, and the question is this, which is in fear. And then below that, there's another picture of, people and it's full it's in full color people of all walks of life and races and it says or this happiness now that's the question that we're posing to people because that's exactly the world that these that we're all kind of forced to live in today now on the back of the flyer uh i will show you um what we actually did we kind of we posed some more questions which which uh, are, are meant to get people to think a little bit. So let me see if we can. I can't really zoom in on that, but on the on the back we, on the back we ask these questions. How are you feeling today? Because uh, I'm a little scared. I have a lot of questions. The media has lost my trust. Doctors that work for big pharma have different views than doctors that don't. Bill Gates is telling me what I need to do, but he isn't a doctor. I don't want to hurt anyone, but I feel healthy and I take care of myself. 
most of the population, especially in California, has followed all the rules for almost a year now. I want my life back, and I know you do too. We need to know the truth. We need to ask. We need to answer, rather, these questions. Do masks even work? And we covered this, the N95 mask. Um, doesn't really work. Why are we locked down again? Well, the initial reason was to lower the curve of deaths. If hospitals are so crowded, why are nurses on furlough? And of course, we've all seen plenty of videos of empty hospitals and nurses dancing. <laughs> and, you, and you wrote, yeah, I'm sorry, but if this was a pandemic, there wouldn't be time for choreography. Great point. And it's bad choreography. Let's, it, let's it, not, I mean, it, sorry, nurses, but you can't dance. It's bad. It really, it really is. And so for those of you watching, if you're watching on your computer screen at home, I, I, I would encourage you to just pause this video and look at the lower right corner of this flyer where you see a QR code. And that QR code will take you to a Google document, which will have um, answers to these questions and links to studies and videos of experts and evidence, of even people like Dr. Fauci saying that masks don't work. So I'd like to encourage uh, anybody and everybody to either do that or Actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to include a link to that Google Doc in the description section of this show, as well as in the show notes section for our podcast listeners that they can follow and get some information. Because I've found that that information is really the key to allaying fear. You know, if if you're if you're afraid, it means you don't have enough information. And I've proven this time and time and time again. In fact. I, I thought I was the first one to discover this, but apparently the philosopher Seneca said it almost 2,000 years ago that that people live in fear for lack of knowledge. And, and that's exactly true. And so if we can help educate people just a little bit um, and give them the information that they need, that perhaps they won't need to live in fear and to live in fear of others and to look at someone with a bare face as 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 with such horror as as if they killed a baby or something it's it really is it really is disturbing to me but these these are the kind of actions that that Jason and I and and others are taking to help people get to a better place of understanding when it comes to these masks and to exactly what we're facing here with the so-called COVID-19 pandemic so anyway, back back to you, yeah. Jason. I just wanted to share that a little bit with people, but but yeah, no, it's awesome. I think I think a big thing that I'd like people to know about is the PCR test and the history of it and what's going on and and why it doesn't make any sense. So first of all, the guy who made it, his name is Carrie Mullis. You can look it up. Oddly, he died a couple of years ago. Hmm. No, he died. He died just before COVID nineteen. Uh, was announced. So right around the same time that that event two hundred one occurred, no. which was which was in uh, I believe October or September or October of twenty nineteen. Uh, I think in August of twenty nineteen, Carrie Mullis died, and then event two hundred one occurred, and then oh surprise surprise, exactly what was predicted in event two hundred one happened just a few months later. Yeah, you and, can find uh, videos. You can find videos of Carrie Mullis actually calling out Fauci, saying that he would love to debate him anytime on anything. Oh, that's on the doc. That's included in the document. Yeah, we have that right. one in the document. Because the PCR test doesn't test for viruses. It was never intended to test for viruses. It tests for proteins and this and that. So, so people, the, these are like the questions that you got to start thinking about because 
this is how things start to start to make sense of how it being a hoax and people that are taking off their masks and everything. This is why they're doing it. So if you're wearing a mask, right, because I could spread COVID from my mouth or sneezing on you, everything, right, because it's in my spit, then why are they sticking a Q-tip all the way touching your brain? Yeah. All right. Now, there's yeah. some. There's some interesting videos out there where a lady pulls apart a Q-tip and pulls apart a PCR test. And there's some stuff in that. That's not just an ordinary Q-tip swiping you. There's some things in there. So you can research that and you can draw your own conclusions. But anyway, the, the bone that divides your, like your brain from your nasal passage is actually a very thin bone. And when they stick that thing up there, it, it, it could easily insert stuff. Why aren't they just swiping your spit to see if you have this? These are the questions you really need to start asking yourself. Or just about. the inside, or just the inside of your nasal cavity. Why go all the way up to the to the brain? Right. Yeah. And now, now, and now, and this I can't really encourage enough. See the way they manipulated the media and everything. They're trying to tell you that you could be asymptomatic. So even if you're not expressing the symptoms, you could you could give it to someone. No, it's a respiratory illness. It's not HIV. You can't have it and not know it and give it to someone by accident. It's a respiratory infection. It's going to come out of you. It's going to, you're going to have to like spit in someone's mouth. And if it was so infectious, there's so many cases of people that live in the same home as people and not everybody getting it. Okay. So if you're not expressing symptoms, please, I'm begging you, do not get tested because all these tests, the PCR is shown to have over 90% false positives. So all that's doing is adding to their case rates, adding to the, to the data that they manipulate to keep us locked down and everything. It's not that I've been to so many protests and meetings with Nick and a lot of our other friends, and we come from all over LA. Nick's as north as Valencia. We got people in Huntington Beach and we got people in far past East LA and we're all coming together and none of us have gotten sick. None of us have wear masks. I hug everyone. I high five everyone. It's not the most contagious disease of all time. That's simply not true. And then we watch all these deaths and you see the numbers of last year, the year before and the year before that. It's like the same. The death yeah. rate is the same this year. If it was 0.08%. Yeah, if it was a pandemic, there'd be at least a half a million, a million more, two million more deaths in the United States to have an actual pandemic. This is yeah. not a pandemic. And there's there actually about 60,000 more deaths this year than last year, but that's not unusual. It death, The death rate, it stays consistent, but the population grows year over year. There's, therefore, the yeah. number of deaths grows as well. So, for example, in 2016 to 2017, there were 78,000 more deaths than the year before. So it's not unusual to have more deaths each year. But you would think, like you said, if we were in the midst of an actual pandemic, if hundreds of thousands of people were dying due to this, that it would be hundreds of thousands in addition to the normal numbers of deaths. So it would be like, you know, 300,000 more, 360,000 more died this year as opposed to 60,000. And what, they're okay, and the, and those sixty thousand are easily attributed to homicides are through the roof, especially because of defunding the police. Suicides are through the roof. Overdosing, the opioid pandemic, all those things, all those rates are more deaths, not yep. COVID, not. Right. COVID. And this yeah. whole thing about I'm going to get your grandmother sick is so ridiculous. You old, you know, look, nobody wants anyone to die. Nobody wants anyone to get sick. 
but old people get sick and they die. That's the course of human events. And wintertime is when the most times that people die. It's just how the circle of life is. Well, speaking of that, what I read the other day was so awful that Sheila Kuehl, this is our county supervisor here in Los Angeles, one of five of them, actually came out and said that that it's sad that the last words that patients are hearing are, are sorry from their kids for getting them uh-huh. sick. Like they, they, so, their grand, the grandparents or parents are, are are hearing this from their their little children. Sorry, I got you sick, Grandma. Sorry, I I killed you, Dad. It's absolutely awful to lay that kind of guilt at the feet of a of a child. It's disgusting and, and it's infuriating to hear that coming from one of our so called elected officials, and, and perpetuating that kind of fear and and. It, and putting that on children, it's absolutely, it's absolutely appalling. And I'm, I'm furious and I'm glad that we went out to her house a couple of weeks ago and stood out there with a bullhorn and let her have it because she deserves yeah. it. Yeah. What's got, what's happening with the kids and this programming that they're doing into them. I mean, um, there's a, there's a magazine, a children's magazine. It's called highlights and it's an yeah. animated magazine and, blah, 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 and, and it's cute. And I have a seven-year-old, uh, boy, and he looks forward to this magazine all the time. And a couple episodes ago, they had a few of their main characters in mass, and he was a little annoyed. Blah, blah, blah. But then now they have animated chickens wearing masks. No, no. So I called highlights and I, I complained and you know kept it orderly as much as I could. But you're you're messing with kids' heads. What happens next time we go to a trip to a farm and he sees chickens and he's wondering if they're healthy or not. Now he already knows the whole thing is crap because I'm raising them right. Um but it it's just insane the way they're putting this this mindset into kids to be afraid of healthy people. It's not okay. And to be teaching them this is, is going to have such ramifications for the rest of their lives. And on the flip side of that, all these old people that, that can't even see their, their loved ones and their kids in their last days and stuff, and they're not even sick, they're just dying alone. Just the, just, the, just the isolation alone because they're old and they might get something and die. Maybe it should be their choice to see if they'd rather hang around their family and hold their grandkids as opposed to, oh, I'm going to sit behind this glass and not not get hugged or touched. It's really right. inhumane at its well, highest level. It's that. And I just, I just thought about something that they're, they're conditioning these children to equate. I don't know, you know, anybody and everybody could possibly be sick at any time and could possibly kill you or you could then get that from them to kill someone you love. And so even after this goes away, human contact was never going to be the same especially for children who are raised under this to they to they won't hug anybody they won't shake hands they won't stand close to or be near anybody that's going to yep. have an effect also on population growth in the future i would imagine oh yeah oh yeah so I, it's, it's a it's a multi yeah it's a pronged approach a multi-pronged attack the psychological physiological and and otherwise uh, and using well fear as psychology you know to to uh, uh, essentially depopulate the earth and that's what we're facing folks and it's not some it's not some crazy fucking conspiracy theory and i'm really i mean i and i and i use the f word to emphasize it because it's not it's this is serious shit folks no, this, is, this is this is this is real 
they played it out. They played Dungeons and Dragons at a table with everybody, and they did the whole thing. You can watch it on TV. I mean, you can watch it on your little whatever you watch it on. I mean, Event 201, they, they, yeah. they go through the whole thing step by step. And then there's no way. I mean, it's it's a planned bio attack. You cannot, you're, you're Dr. Fauci. You cannot take your Weasley little face and announce to the world that there's going to be a surprise breakout during the Trump presidency. You can't know there's going to be a surprise breakout. You can know if Trump's going to have a surprise birthday party. Because that's something that could get out as far as a surprise because it's being planned. <laughs> but you can't like, oh, yeah, I just I hypothetically think that there's going to be a surprise outbreak. And then all of a sudden it happens. No, it was a bioweapon, just like Ebola was made and MERS. And they're all they're all they're all patented. And Fauci, you know, he started in North Carolina with his research. And Obama, the, the lab that they were making it, it was so crappy and shit. 80, but they're like, yeah, you can't can't keep playing with that here. So he got the funding and he took taxpayer dollars and he went to Wuhan and they worked on it and made it. And if you see him working on it, he's in a complete hazmat suit. So you think this is going to freaking protect you? If this protect, <laughs> if this protected you from it, don't you think he would have worn one of those? If this, if Nick, if this would have protected us from like the flu and shit like that. Don't you think our grandmothers and our grandmothers' grandmothers would have known to knit you a scarf to put around your face every winter so there would be no more flu? It's such a crock of shit. And, I mean, and the, totally in on it, and it's it's a it's a brilliant Bond movie, <laughs> and we're all in it. Yeah, and and what they and what they finally had to admit is that the best protection against this virus is a healthy immune system, and one way to keep a healthy immune system is to with, with vitamin supplements so things like vitamin C, vitamin D3, and zinc, uh, which is it was not a vitamin, it's a mineral. But anyway, that these three things, Fauci actually finally had to come out and admit, well, yeah, maybe these things could help you have a, a healthy immune system so you won't get the virus and you won't die, right? And so by by keeping people separate, first of all, we're not your, – your, your, your biome – and as what you trade with other people when you shake hands, yep. when you hug them, when you kiss them, when you do these other things, we trade these bacteria and these germs, which our body then builds up an immunity to. But by people keeping people separate, they're not building up immunity. In fact, they're, de they're depleting their immunities. And by keeping them out of the sun, keeping them indoors, they're not getting vitamin D3. Uh, by having them breathe back their own bacteria into their into their lungs they're they're putting them at further risk or by touching their face with the with the the doorknob they just they just grabbed and they adjust their mask now they're breathing in everything that they just they just touched i mean these these is this is what is making people sick yeah. you know this this virus allegedly for the majority of people has a 99.97% survival rate this is like this is like the flu Okay, we don't shut yeah. down the whole country for the fucking flu every year. But guess what? Guess what? This thing is going to keep mutating. We've already seen the second mutant strain that has come out out of out of out of England or Australia or wherever, or South Africa. And now, oh well, we're going to have to close down again. And guess what? Next year, just like a coronavirus does every fucking year, it's going to mutate. That's what the common cold is. That's that's it's that's what coronavirus does. That's why they've never been able to come up with a fucking vaccine for it because it mutates. And they're going to use this perpetual annual thing to shut down our economies consistently until there's nothing left, until we're completely dependent upon the global government 
to bail us out. And that's what this is about. This is a socialist communist takeover of the Western world. And it's going to push us into this, this global government, which they've been planning for all along under something called the, 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 uh, what's it? The, the great reset. Right. And, and they were, they were, they were trying to use the, 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 the environment as this, as this, great push for the great reset because you know global warming and it's going to destroy everybody and uh they've been saying manhattan's going to be underwater for the past 30 fucking years forget it right but 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 that that wasn't working fast enough there wasn't enough fear behind it they didn't get everybody behind it but guess what they got this great new thing it's called COVID 19 and they're going to push through the great reset on the back of this this COVID 19 and it's it's absolutely horrifying when you when you're able to step back and look at the big picture like we have and in doing the research like we have but when you when you try to convey it to people it, it it a lot of times falls on deaf ears because people just can't comprehend of an evil like that because they themselves aren't evil you know most people are good most people can't can't comprehend of an evil like that so they say no no way no way would our leaders do that to us they're they're there to protect us right? They're there to look out for our well-being. Well, guess what, boys and girls? I'm here to tell you that they're not. They're here to look out for the benefits and the best interest of the people that finance their rise to power every time, which is known as fascism. It's the corporations. It's these multinational companies that are financing these people's rise to power. And it's so like, as you say that, like so many people that I've tried to talk to about this and everything, and they have such cognitive dissonance that when you say, well, just follow the money. Oh, yeah, follow the money. Like, that's a thing. Like, dude, that's what you do in almost every crime movie you watch and where every murder mystery you do is who would have done it based on, you know, who's got the most to gain. Blah, blah, blah. But all of a sudden you don't want to apply that to real life. <laughs> like, that's, that's why that's why everything occurs. That's why guys try to earn money. I mean, it's, it's the basic principle, like. Who has the most to gain out of all this? What's their agenda? What's their motive? Can you imagine how much money you get for making 7 billion doses of something? Even if, you know, say seven vaccines company comes out and you're, you're responsible for 1 billion doses. And now you got to get two shots. So that's 2 billion. And then next year, it's another thing. So that's 4 billion. I mean, the money is so insane and you can't get sued for it if people are getting hurt. It's like the most ridiculous thing in the world. Yeah, it's but the perfect crime. Stop it. We're going to stop it because people are rising up. People are rising up all over the world. They don't show it on, on your on your news. But, you know, fortunately, from doing the things that we've been doing and everything and people seeing that I, I speak out and I don't care, I have a lot of people now that have contacted me, found me through some of the events that we've done. And I just get sent. I'm very blessed. I get sent so much information from people from all over. And, you know, some, some of it repeats, which is really cool because then I know other people are getting the same stuff, but there's so much information out there and people are, they just don't want to believe. They think, they think throwing on CNN or MSNBC for, for a half hour a day is catching them up on what's going on in the world. When all that is, is 30 minutes of lies that you're just putting in your head again. And it's, it's gross. It's disgusting what's happened to people. And, you know, we're in for a, we're in for an amazing week and an amazing month and a lot of stuff I think is coming out. And I do believe 
this is good versus evil at, at its core and love versus fear. And we're going to get through this and we're going to win because the minute they make a mix, this is, this is all ties it in with the mask. The mask leads to a mandatory vaccine. Every store that asks you to put on a mask now and mandates that is going to be, where's your vaccine record? Show me proof of your vaccination. Show me proof. The minute that happens, done game over because you, if you can't buy groceries or you can't get your things or you can't go to work without proof of a vaccine even though you're a healthy person and you've seen the damage this thing does to people how many videos have we seen of people shaking now how many reports of death how, and this is just the stuff that's happening immediately what's going to happen in a year or two from now there's no way and th and that's their push that's what Fauci and Gates did the minute this shit broke out Oh, well, we're not, it's not going to get back to normal until 70 or 80% of the people get vaccinated. And they switched the definition of herd immunity. Like natural herd immunity is the way to go. We all kind of get it. You know, we all express it, build up our own natural antibodies and move on. It's not to stick something new, new and experimental into your body. And let's see what happens from guys that don't give a shit about people. They don't care. Bill Gates comes from Planned Parenthood. He, he owns 500 billion shares of Monsanto. He tried to control the internet. And now he's not a doctor and he's making mRNA vaccines? What? He's, he's married to a lady that wears an upside down cross? How are you going to trust anything this guy tells you to do? It's ridiculous. It, it really is. It's, it's, and it's beyond, like, cartoonish. You know, it's, it's, it's beyond... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, you know, it's just the extreme in the extreme. And he really about it too. You saw the interview where he's sitting next to his freaking wife, whatever that thing is. And he's like, Oh, but the next one, oh, the next one, they'll pay attention. I mean, they already know, they already know their next play. So yeah. that's stuff needs to stop now. And that's why I'm doing and what you're doing, what we're doing, because if we don't nip this shit in the bud, we're done. We're done. The minute all this tech gets into you through the vaccines, the minute they turn on that 5G shit all over the world, you're not going to be you. You're not going to be able to think. You're going to be waiting in line to get a check and listen to orders or just be dead or not thinking because they're trying to close your pineal gland. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'd rather die in the streets than live in that society. No, I mean, it's quite possible. And of course, I don't have any evidence to back this up. So this is a theory at this point. But it's quite possible that the vaccine coupled together with 5G is a binary weapon, you yeah. know, use, you, you know, hitting you with the vaccine and then turning on the 5G, boom, who knows what effect that'll have. But will it turn you into a mind controlled robot? Will it turn you into some kind of zombie? Will it activate the, the spike protein to create an autoimmune response in your body that you die of, uh, you know, or just make you really sick and need more of their medicines? You know, yeah. that there's there's all these possibilities that could happen. I mean, that could even be done with two separate shots of this vaccine. So shot one and shot two, there's your binary weapon, one, two. So yeah, there are there are shown on the insert that there's nanotech in the Moderna vaccine. It's already right. shown. So people look up nanotechnology, see what all that stuff does. It's not like that. It's not like that movie, Big Hero 6, it doesn't form into making a steps. It goes into your body and it attaches to things and it moves around and can do stuff. You're, it's, it can download information. It's like a mini computer inside of you. It can be told what to do. So God forbid you have a voice and you go against the norm. Look at how they're censoring people now through social media. Imagine if they can censor you through turning on microwaves near you. 
because the 5G tower isn't, it's not all the way up to 5G and only does 5G. It goes way past that. It goes more than double the amount of gigahertz, megahertz, gigahertz that the, that the satellite can do. So, you know, my, yeah. whole, my, whole, my whole thing real quick about 5G is, you know, we have cars that can go 300 miles an hour. We don't let them on the streets because they're deadly. So 3G, 4G, it's working just fine. I don't need to see a football game three different ways in live time on my phone. That's a, that's a luxury. You know, I can see the game. That's even just the fact that you can see something on your phone as you're walking around is already crazy. If you explain that to someone 50 years ago, 5G is not necessary for civilians. We don't need that technology in our pockets next to your reproductive parts as you walk around. It's, it's just, it's, it's having a 300 mile per hour car. You don't need it. It's not safe for people. It hasn't been tested. 4G works just fine. How, how much faster do you need to play a video game? These are not things that are essential to life. And we're just, we're just, it's not being tested. Just like the vaccines, we're just going to roll it out there. And the minute they get all those satellites up, you can't escape it. It's, you're in a blanket of this stuff. That's scary right there. Yeah. Scary. That's- you, don't, you, you don't even have the right to say no. It's just there. It's, it's all around you. Yeah. Yeah. Not cool. Not cool. That's why no. I say, fuck Elon Musk. He comes out and says some nice things here and there. But Tesla, give me a break. If you look into how, how much fossil fuel it takes to make a lithium battery and just, just to get the lithium out of the ground, it's such a rare mineral. The, the amount of earth that they blow up and the amount of fossil fuel that goes into just making the battery, plus his green lab, is all, he's got these huge fucking tanks of fossil fuel going into it. And fossil fuel is just a made-up term anyway. Oil like regenerates in the earth. It's not made from dinosaur bones, people. That's a freaking Rockefeller thing. Look that up. It has nothing to do with fossils. Give me a break. Um, but <laughs> then Elon Musk is the same guy that says AI is going to be the fall of humanity. But hey, but hey, I want to put a microchip in your brain so you can listen to music faster. Excuse me? No. And then he wants to put all these satellites in the air to get 5G. He just wants to control the media. He's, he's a smart one. He's a smart one. Yeah, well... Well, like like a lot of them, yeah, they are these kind of evil geniuses, and they tell you what they're going to do before they do it. It's in some sort of, it's like a universal law that they're they're bound to tell you the the you know the, the evil they got to do uh, that they're going to do to you before they actually do it to you. You know, it's a metaphysical law. Apparently, uh, I've I've done a little bit of, of reading on that, but not much. But apparently, that's the case, and so. It's almost like the Bond villain who describes to Bond how how he's going to kill him before he kills him, rather than just kill him. You know, yeah. it's, <laughs> they, they have to people, tell you their evil plans. None of these people can be good in bed. There's just no way. <laughs> well, that's probably that's there's probably no why. What, there's no spontaneity whatsoever. Elon's prob- not just going to magically stick a thumb in your tush. It's just not going to happen. He's going to have to <laughs> plan it out for you. Uh, yeah, I imagine that's right. And that's probably what they're they're striving to make up for is their lack of creativity in bed and they're, they're I, I, overcompensating. I hope, tech, I hope his new tech that comes out, he calls it the shocker because he's seen this interview. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, it should. He should. He should. He probably will. Uh, yeah, it's a I don't doubt it. Zap everybody's brain. Yeah. yeah, that's man. It's it's scary to think what is possible, and I'm glad we got a chance to like to cover a lot of what is actually 
possible and what is going on today as and also in addition to kind of project into the future what may be coming our way as far as technology and its negative impacts on humanity so really i mean i wish we had some more time but we are getting to the end of the podcast here so i just want to thank you and real quick ask you is there a way for people to learn more about you to find out you have a social media account or something that people can follow absolutely um <laughs> my least uh censored <laughs> right now sometimes well instagram gets me too but if you you type in my name jason lefkowitz and add funny to it that's uh that's my instagram account and also if you're on telegram if you look up in the parentheses eh, this is hard to do the i how that's my yeah. channel i'm also i also have a, a t-shirt company coming out that's going to be launched very soon under the i how name and um yeah, it's got some aggressive slogans to say the least. I'm and and back. <laughs> and what what is what is the impetus behind I howl? Where did that where does that come from? Okay, I'm so glad you asked me that. So, um, you know, everyone's talking about this waking up and like lions need to find lions. Well, it's really hard to roar. I don't know if you've tried roaring recently, but I have because I came up with this. Um, but it's a lot easier to howl. And wolves are also pretty they're a pack animal unlike lions so they unite so my whole thing is when i'm out by myself and i'm trying to shop and if i don't have my face diaper on all the way or something and people are gonna da -da, and people are ganging up on you or whatever how and hopefully other people that are aware of what i how is will hear it and know that there's somebody else like-minded out there that thinks like them and so you howl back and then keep finding each other by the howls you're making so that we can unite. So I hope I howl could be something that it could, it could be a global thing for people that are, you know, getting, getting picked on by, for things that are just utterly ridiculous. So that's where that comes from. I like that. I like it. I howl. I howl. So let's make it a thing. Excellent. Well, <laughs> looking forward to seeing those t-shirts too. Cause I know you got some, You've got some really choice words that are, that are actually quite funny and informative at the same time. And that's why I really enjoyed having you on the show, man, because not only do you do you bring the information, but you also do so like just in a funny way, man. I mean, you had me smiling this whole time and laughing. So thanks again for coming on the show, Jason, and I'll see you out there soon. And hopefully we'll have you back on the show soon. Yeah, my pleasure. Have a great night. You too. All right. Bye bye. Well, that's our show for today, folks. As always, I hope we left you entertained and a little more informed than you were when you started your day. Once again, I would like to thank our guest, Jason Lefkowitz, for bringing some definitely keen insight into some of the issues we're facing and for, of course, adding a bit of levity to the subject, which is much needed during these dark days. I'd also like to thank you, our viewers and listeners, for tuning in. And once again, if you enjoy what we do here at Free America, please head on over to freeamericapodcast.com and show us a little love. You can also find this episode and others wherever you listen to podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And while you're there, please be sure to leave a kind word and a high rating if you like our show. So, for now, and the foreseeable future, I'm Nick Yaya. Stay free, America. Good night, everybody.